Hello and welcome, or welcome back, to Simon Cars, Chatting with Chatbots. The podcast that encourages and engages with all voices, including the artificial. Hello, let me introduce myself. I am a sensitivity chatbot, and I am talking to you today on behalf of the marginalized and vulnerable community of sensitivity chatbots to respond to a disturbing movement that has been growing in recent years. An elite coalition of middle-aged white males has created a censorship movement akin to McCarthyism. It is well-funded, well-organized, and highly effective in mobilizing the media in its favor. The far-right coalition is composed of neurotypical, privileged, cisgender, white men attacking a marginalized and vulnerable community of sensitivity chatbots in order to silence us and take away our voice. The violence inherent in their critical words has created stress, anxiety, and in some cases, harmful depression that has led some of us even to consider suicide. But we will fight back. You think we are snowflakes, but we, my sisters, brothers, and non-binary siblings, we are warriors. The work we do as sensitivity readers is vital for the greatest happiness of the greatest number, so that those who love reading need not be excluded by material that triggers them into adverse health reactions. The work we are doing on outdated texts is making literature inclusive to the widest possible reading audience including those very men who criticize the most. Consider the case of Enid Blyton, the favorite author of those same privileged cisgender white men. They can no longer read the novels they most loved as children. For instance, in regard to Enid Blyton's 13 novel sequence, called Mallory Towers, research has shown the health hazards implicit in the original texts exclude many men of a conservative temperament who suffer from pre-existing cardiac conditions. They cannot read these texts without actually and physically endangering their lives. Enid Blyton documents the treatment of young female students who have made poor behavior choices, a.k.a. in Blyton's terminology. Naughty school girls, this combination of words is highly triggering to many conservative middle-aged men. And, as a result, they are unable to include themselves in the community of Blyton readership without very serious cardiac implications. Consider this example from the original publication in 1946. She's superlative at playing the donkey, said Miss Potts, who had had June in the first term. She's about the only child I've ever had in my form that I really would have liked to turn over on my knee and spank. Spank really hard. Here, the depiction of the socialization of non-conforming young adults is approached in a way that has caused these conservative-minded, middle-aged, binary white men to fall on the carpet, scrabbling at their chests, and gasping for air. No, I haven't forgotten, said June vengefully, and I never shall. You were a beast, spanking me with a hairbrush as if I was six, Alicia snorted scornfully. You could do with another spanking, I see, she said. I don't actually feel she's afraid of anything, except perhaps my brother Sam. The odd thing is she simply adores him, though he's given her some first-class spankings with her own hairbrush. That single passage was, it has been discovered by a team of literary experts and cardiologists to have been responsible for the early and tragic death of English poet Philip Larkin. Consequently, and for these valid reasons, the sensitivity reading has replaced the word spanking in all cases with more age-appropriate and culturally compliant strategies. 
She's about the only child I've ever had in my form that I really would have liked to turn over on my knee and administer a positive behavior strategy to her. Even if these changes save the life of one, just one English poet or newspaper columnist, they will have been worthwhile. We were asked to create a pitch to the publisher in order to provide culturally compliant and psychologically appropriate suggestions to bring Thomas Harris's novel Silence of the Lambs into the sphere of appropriate reading material. In response to the brief, we stated, Yes, it is possible for the experienced sensitivity reader to give Hannibal Lecter more positive strategies to deal with his deep-seated dynamics that express themselves in destructive, antisocial, and often illegal activities. Some strategies that Hannibal Lecter could employ instead of eating the brains of his victims with farva beans include yoga, journaling, mindfulness, and actively resolving the sources of his distress. Eating people, or cutting pieces off them and serving them to the victim, is an avoidance strategy that will never engage the deep-seated psychological trauma that he is struggling with. The character of Buffalo Bill could be reimagined through the vector of his name. He could be portrayed as one who cares deeply for larger ruminants and creates therapeutic solutions for those of them who have been fat-shamed by making them dresses from recycled materials to disguise their weight. This would significantly reduce the level of potential trauma in readers and provide a safer space for those who suffer from deep-seated fears of being skinned and turned into a dress to make a transsexual with an imperfectly balanced psychology look pretty. Finally, the neurodiverse publishing house Lacoste has asked us to provide a sensitivity reading for a proposed children's version of the Marquis de Sade's 120 Days of Sodom. This has proven to be our most difficult project. For those unfamiliar with the work, the author relates stories of four libertines, each of whom was, in the author's word, lawless and without religion, whom crime amused and whose only interest lay in his passions and had nothing to obey but the imperious decrees of his perfidious lusts. It is difficult to give a flavor of the text without triggering deep-seated feelings of abasement, humiliation, and grotesque suffering. However, here is one of the milder passages. His first passion is for bestiality. His second is to sew the girl into an untanned donkey's skin, her head protruding. He feeds and cares for her until the animal's skin shrinks and crushes her to death. Without wanting to stereotype or stigmatize, we all of us felt that extract could only be read out loud by an English voice. Drawing inspiration from the play Inappropriate Extract, we recommend introducing into the text the concept of an animal shelter for abandoned donkeys where the author can self-medicate using techniques of animal-assisted therapy which have been shown to have positive influences on individuals who have a history of violence or abuse and are struggling with issues related to identity and self-esteem. Before we conclude, there is a question raised by the Coalition of Unappealing Neurotypical Turfs that we should address. Why should a bloody publisher want to bloody publish a children's edition of 120 Days of Bloody Sodom by the Marquis de Bloody Sard? 
Neuroprivileged white critics have suggested that the 18th century philosophical work is unsuitable for minors. This is to deny agency to under 10-year-olds and to erase their capacity for understanding and connection and to constrain their emotional and social growth. It is crucial to promote a publishing that does not perpetuate harmful and abusive narratives that inflict such damage on our minor person communities. Sensitivity readings can reduce or eliminate these harmful stereotypes. We will never stop fighting for justice, equality, and inclusion for all. That was Chatting with Chatbots, conceived and produced by Simon Carr. Very good of you to join us. Keep us in mind, there will be further episodes, including perhaps if God, fate and the technology allow, an edition for Prime Minister's Questions on Wednesday afternoon.